0: John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. It's Nikki. It's Tuesday. It's you up. Um, Lots to go over today. Happy uh, Tuesday. Who gives a shit? happy Tuesday. What does that even mean? What am I trying to convey here? I'm happy on this Tuesday. That's, that's what I'll say. Feeling pretty good. Just got my hair done. Um, drove back with the convertible top down because that's the kind of woman I felt like after I left the salon. You know what? Fuck it. I'm a girl who has the top down singing Taylor Swift at the top of my lungs, down the highway. It's not a good idea to, I forget that like convertibles with the top down on the highway is like the worst. You know? Um, I thought it was gonna be like fun for some reason and then I was like, oh yeah, I remember this as hell. Um, but I did, I just tried to embrace it cause it was too late, you know? So I just drove like 10 miles going like 70 miles per hour with a convertible, it's not, not ideal. But I was just screaming Taylor Swift. It's exciting, I'm smoking less pot. I'm not gonna say I'm not smoking any. I went I think f- 17 days without any pot, I think 17 or 18 days. It's pretty good. And then I broke the other night because I was just like really craving it. We were watching, Andrew and I were watching Dave, that show, Lil Dicky Show, it's on X. They just keep adding X's and um, I don't know why. Does anyone need more networks? Just put it all on FX, like who cares? Uh, but it, it's a great show. I've only li- watched like five episodes But I feel like it's even been less than that. But there, I'll I'll talk to you a little bit about it. But um, I started Smoky Pop because that show is like what Mad Men is for cigarette smokers. Do you remember watching Mad Men and being like, God, I want a fucking cigarette, they make it look so good. I'm sure there's a lot of other shows that I don't watch that everyone's smoking the whole time, but Mad Men really glorified cigarette smoking. and then little Dicky, th- there's a lot of pot being smoked on it. And I was just like, it looks cool. It looks fun. It looks so good. I want it so bad. And I think I just kept saying it like, I want to smoke pot to Andrew. And eventually he was like, I'll smoke some pot. And I was like, you will. And then I like sc- scurried off to go get it. It was good though, because the other night I was talking about, you know, I've been, I've been talking about not smoking pot for a while and it was not something that I was like going to quit forever. It's just not time yet for me. I know when I'm done with something like alcohol, I'm almost, I can't say forever because no one ever knows, but it just doesn't feel, it's not something I ever crave. And I truly thought that I, I would never think that I would be the type of person that would not want that, that could live without alcohol. So if you're listening to this being like, I could never do that. I love it so much. Guess what? I was you. I was truly you. But I'm, I'm going to save that fucking speech for another time. But just know that, that that's how I used to feel. But with uh, before I quit drinking, there were times where I like took time off drinking. And I knew I wasn't fully done. When I finally put it down, I knew I was done. However, when I put down marijuana a couple weeks ago, I was like, this is just a temporary little... I just want to see what life is like without it. And life didn't really change that much. I was still pretty depressed. I will say that I, um, my short-term memory was better, as I told you guys. Uh, I wasn't, like, forgetting things as I was talking and meandering off the trail and, you know, all that stuff. That was good. Um, since I've started smoking pot again, so anyway, I now you guys are like, well, it's clear you're smoking again because this story's going fucking nowhere. No, I'll get us back on the trail. Don't worry. I left some crumbs. So I picked it up again And oh, this is what I was gonna say. So I was doing an Instagram live backstage when I was in Salt Lake City last week. And I was talking about not smoking pot and how I was kind of wanting to. And Ben Glebe, my friend, um, comedian, was on the live with me. You might have seen it if you watched it. I mean, I I don't assume that you guys watched it that night, but he was on it with me. And I was talking to him about smoking weed and I was kind of asking him about his habits because I know that he does smoke. And I was like, you tried to be president. Like you were so productive. He's such a hard worker. He's someone who's like work ethic. And kind of chill nature around working and his like the fun he has with work. And he always seems to be enjoying what he's doing instead of like dreading. I wanna talk about dread for a second too. That's something I envy in people. I'll get us back on the trail, don't worry. I will say about my friend Amy Schumer and someone like Ben Glebe too. I've never, and I'm not as close, I like, I've been around Amy a lot more than Ben, but what I envy in their work ethic, which is just as great strong as mine, if not stronger. I never see, I've never seen Amy go, Oh God, I gotta go do this thing. I've never seen her make that noise. And that noise for me is like chronic. It's like the fucking chronic, dude. I just always have a, that's the impression Anya Marina, my best friend used to do of me when we lived together. Cuz we used to do impressions of each other and I would talk like this. and Be like, you just have to like, I would just like, have like kind of like a lighter voice and just be very zen and her impression of me was i'll do it right now i've done this on my radio show before so pardon me if you've heard it oh fuck hold on i gotta get like a bag or something well I'm, i don't have a bag in, in within my possession right now uh, within uh arm's length but it would be me walking in the door slamming dropping my bag and going oh that was her impression of me It was almost like offensive when she did it. And I was like, but that actually rings a bell because that's how I always feel. Now I'm standing up doing this podcast. We'll see what energy this brings to it. So, um, yeah, I was talking to him about it and he goes, how about when you start smoking pot again, you just, cause he was talking about how he just does it as like a treat now, which is also how Sarah Silverman says she does it like at the end of the day, she'll get her work done. And then it's a treat as a treat, 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 treat. And I always am like, you deserve a treat all the time. Like, I just want to do it all the time. And it's always like lying around. So I just like pick it up and do it. Um, but Ben was like, you can just, I just ate crumbs. I just saw a crumb from a rice cake I had before and I picked it up and I ate it. And I'm going to tell you where I picked it up off of, but I definitely picked it up. I'm sitting down again. Um, he told me, why don't you text me when you do it? Why don't you, if you want to smoke pot, just text me right before you do it. And I was like, okay. So a few days passed and i um, about to light up with Andrew when we were, I had a whole day of work. I got all my work done. No, I was going to do nothing else except watch TV the rest of the night and then go to bed. So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll have a hit this. I'll break my fucking abstinence. And I texted Ben. And then the next night I had some, a, another couple hits at the end of the night, texting him again the next night didn't text him because I just felt like this guy doesn't want to hear every time I'm smoking weed like that we're not this isn't nice to do to someone and then the next night I did it again I was like I gotta text him I just I like kind of keeping track of it for myself you know I'm sure there's like an app where I could do this but for some reason it just felt good to like let someone know and them just be like it's cool and so I wrote to him last night I was like is this annoying that I'm texting you every time because I was like two hits (laughs) and then five minutes later two more hits and I go, is this annoying? And he was like, no, I like it. It's fine. So Ben's my little like um, pot account- accountability friend and I'm really grateful for it. And I think it's good because now when I smoke pot, it's not my little secret. I have to share it with someone. I can't lie to myself about the frequency with which I'm doing it. I mean, it's, it's documented and I, it's there for me to see. Like if I write it down, I have to see it. And then when you wanna, then it, when it gets to like 10 hits, which it hasn't, I've only taken like four hits each time I've done it which I I don't know, I'm on all these, I've talked about this so much and I'm sorry to like bore you guys with this if you're not potheads, but if you are, this might help people. The, The forum on Reddit about quitting pot is called, you know, the subreddit leaves and they always talk about like, I smoked this many grams today and I smoked this many, this much fucking oil and they're always talking in grams and I'm like, I have never once been like, I smoked a 16th today. Like, I don't think that way. I just think in terms of hits, like why don't we just start talking like that? So that's what I said. Um, And I know everyone's lung capacity is different, so I guess whatever back to the real thing I was singing Taylor Swift in the car and I was like able to hit notes that I haven't been able to hit before And I think it's because I'm not smoking so much pot. So my voice is better for sure and maybe I've been practicing but I think my next goal is I want to learn a song on guitar and be able to sing it and just only know like one song if I just know one song really good of hers and I can really fucking nail it I'll feel like so accomplished because I can't count on my dad to like learn all these songs he gets bored with them and he doesn't understand her the way I understand her and seriously when I was singing her song I was getting goosebumps I was like you're so lame you're kind of good right now you're singing at the top of your lungs, kind of wanting people to see you on the highway. I mean, let's be honest. A convertible is like a look at me kind of thing. It's kind of kuh. Convertibles are kuh by nature. Um, I mean, they just are. There's no way to be in a convertible and not be kind of kuh. Um, and then I was also singing out loud, which is also a kuh. I've been having a lot of people send in cause. I just want to read a couple. I think that was one of them. I have them all here. One second. Um, okay. So this person said, I'm still thinking about the boundaries of kuh. Is is the Venn diagram of pretentiousness, of pretentiousness and kuh a circle, meaning are is being kuh just being pretentious? I don't think it's pretension. I think it's just having low self esteem and wanting validation from others, and you're doing it in like a really flamboyant way, that is just that everyone can know that you're like everyone knows you're trying. You can't pull it off like oh it was accidental. Or you're trying to present it like it was accidental. Listen, this is we're we're learning as we go what K is, and I really appreciate everyone's like thoughtful analysis of kah. And your submissions are killing me, dude. They really, really excite me, and I want to spread K Okay, so this 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 person, Odyssey Dave. Thank you for this. He said, "You know the sing song voice some people use when they read poetry, where the intonations rise and fall pretty predictably with each other, like." With each each line, rather than the meaning of the words. Yeah, I do. He goes, I don't know if that's low-key kuh, but it annoys the F out of me. Yes. Poetry is kuh. Especially, singing's kind of kuh, too. Like, any kind of thing, like, when an artist is singing a song and they're, like, faking the emotion, it's kuh. Anything you fake is kuh. And, like, poetry, Hamilton's kind of kuh. Cause it's just like very cool. I mean, I haven't watched it yet. I got to watch Hamilton, but even Hamilton can be. Um, okay. Here's another kuh submitted by totally forkable on Instagram. Uh, hi Nikki. Not sure if you're looking for these, but the biggest came to me when listening to Spotify. Oh, this is such a good one. I sent this one to my friends songs that start with the sound of a bong rip. And then she wrote in quotes, Oh, you smoke weed. I mean was the first fucking 10 minutes of this podcast probably but I think I'm not being cook because I'm weed culture is so good and I do not ever like I'm never like want to smoke weed bro like like I said I'm embarrassed about how like my my weed problem I like do it in secret I don't want people to know I'm doing it I don't like go to a club and I'm like I need fucking weed I mean I do go to clubs and ask for weed but it's like on the down low like I'm not trying to like let every not trying to like permeate i hate when people are like smells good in here like you know like dave did at that concert like i told you about um yeah i just have never understood people who are like when people are about their alcoholism like any kind of like i smoke a lot of weed or i i love to get wasted okay you have a drinking problem it's not like cute it's like kind of sad you know I don't want to shame anyone for how they handle certain things, but I remember thinking back in the, like, when I was anorexic, I know, yada, 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 we get it, Nikki, you had an eating disorder, shut up. But when I was, like, visibly anorexic and, <clears throat> like, dying of it and, like, looked like a skeleton, I wore super baggy clothes. I didn't want anyone to see my body. I wanted to, like, keep it a secret. I pretended to eat a lot. Like, I wasn't proud of it. And I think that's like a thing that a lot of people think anorexic people like want to be, like think they look good. We don't. We don't think we look good. It's not about looking good. I just want to clarify that. Anorexia is not kuh. Um, Okay. Where's another kuh? There's one more. Fuck. Hold on, guys. Kuh. Okay. Here's a kuh. One, one last kuh for you. Hannah Rubidoux. Thanks, girl. Okay. Kuh, example: When you watch a movie with someone that they've seen before, and they mouth/slash say the words because they know it so well. Uh, 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 oh my god, you love this. I have, I'm guilty of this. Where you like want to prove to everyone that you like it more, or like I do that with songs too. It's kuh. It just is. Like for instance, I was like, what was I? Oh. I was thinking if I was running on a treadmill in a room alone, would I, would I mouth the words and kind of like bop along the way I do at the gym in the same way. And the truth is I don't fucking know. And that's the true test of K. If you were alone and no one could know you're doing it, would you do it? Because that is, that is the ultimate litmus for K. If you were alone, would you still be doing it? And if the answer is no, then your action is K. Um, What else do I have to say about that? I think that's about it. I just want to say some thank yous. First of all, thank you so much for listening to the podcast, all of your feedback, all of your vitamin recommendations, all of your health recommendations. I really, truly appreciate. Um, Shout out to Christine on Instagram who listens to the show. longtime listener. She bought me a pair of Taylor Swift kids. And Christine, if you're listening, I couldn't find your DM to write you back. I forgot what your name was and you didn't include it on the sweet fucking card you wrote me. So nice, but she was at a thrift store and she found some, um, Taylor Swift kids. She sent me a picture of them and she was like, do you like these? And I was like, I kind of love them. They have like a cat on them. They're black with a cat and they have Taylor Swift's birthday on the back. sole, 12, 13, 89, baby. And they just look like, like a, a, she drew on them herself. And I bet it's her handwriting. It's just, they're so special to me. I know I'm 15 and I sound ridiculous, but they're, and, um, they were my size and she sent them to me and it's so nice. And I really appreciate you looking out for me. It felt like very motherly because my mom always sends me stuff, pictures of stuff from Goodwill. And is like, would you want this? And it's usually a no, but sometimes my mom fucking hits it out of the park. And Christine, Christy, Christine, Z, you did it. Thank you so much. Um, that, that is the only kind of like gift I want anyone to send me is either Taylor Swift merchandise or Starbucks gift cards. You know that. I used to ask for like weed too, or like edible weed, but I don't want that shit anymore. Um, but thank you if you were thinking about getting it. I don't want to get mad at you for something you haven't even done yet. Um, I'm going to talk about speed dating, which I'm doing tonight on Instagram at 10 p.m. Eastern. I hope you guys tune in and watch whatever it's going to be. I am like feeling so anxious about it. And I'm like, why did you do this? I say yes to things and then it gets around doing them and I always dread it. But I have to say yes to like challenge myself and do things or else I'll never do anything. Like the thing I'm doing a week from tonight uh, scares me so much so, 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 so much, but I'm doing it because it's good for my career and it's a dream, but fucking I'm terrified, dude. Like, I think a lot of people, at least I always assume that like celebrities, and I'm not throwing myself in that category, but like people I saw on TV, I was always like, God, they like, they love it, They this is easy for them. And it's not, it's really like, and I know you guys aren't so naive to think that everyone just enjoys everything they do, but um, I really, sometimes you just wish they wouldn't have even asked, you know? Because you're like, God, I can't turn this down. Like I said, it was like Dancing with the Stars. When they asked me, I was just like, oh, God, I wish they just had never asked. It's so much an easier life. But because the opportunity is presented, you can't turn it down. But, um, yeah, the dating thing is stressing me out. And I'll talk to you about that. And also, um, Zac Afron. I want to get into him. Or want him the other way. You know what I'm saying. Tonight, Speed Dating. Instagram, 10 p.m. Eastern. Um, I last time I did it, I had so many people like asking to go live, and it's really hard to figure out who's who and, and who do you want. And I, I asked people to DM me and say why they'd want to go on a date with me. And guys just sent paragraphs and paragraphs. It was all very nice and pictures of themselves. And it was just like, whoa, this is a fucking job to sort through this shit. So then I just, when I went in, I just went random and just picked people at random. And so this time, I created an email and my assistant Grace Ann is going through them and finding guys for me. And I'm, I'm excited to do it because I, I don't have to do it. Like, I don't have to try. I don't have to be funny. I don't like, like, unlike the thing that I'm doing next Tuesday, which is not speed dating, but something different that I'll reveal hopefully this week. Um, I have to prepare so much for that and that's all I've been working on, but speed dating, I don't prepare anything. I just have to go and be myself and it's kind of easy and I don't have to wear shoes or any kind of bottom half that is acceptable um no jeans jeans are abusive i just want to say that i said that to anya today we were talking about putting on jeans again and i was like jeans are just abusive i've never heard a good story about jeans because whenever i put on a pair of jeans and they do look good they're fucking tight as shit and they make me feel fat anyway because they're tight because jeans that are tight look good so jeans are abusive spread that message hashtag jeans are abusive um But yeah, the speed dating I'm kind of, I'm nervous about because, um, well, I'm not, I don't know that I'm nervous. I'm sweating so much right now, so I'm probably kind of nervous about it. Um, I just don't, I think a lot of these guys think they have like a chance to marry me, which I honestly, they might, I don't know what's going to happen here, but a lot of them like live in weird parts of the country that I'm never going to live in. So I just don't know that that's like really an option for me. Not that I live anywhere. I mean, honestly, right now I'm just like, I don't, I could go anywhere. So maybe I would move for love. Um, I just don't, everyone's like, why don't you do it privately? Why are you doing this in public? Okay. Well, first of all, you're no fun don't watch if you don't want to like, and I think that's a lot of guys just get mad because they're like, I don't want to be on your Instagram. Like I want to date you in private. I've got a lot of messages that are like, Hey, when you're done with this old speed dating thing, let's go out privately. Um, yeah, no thanks. That's not because I don't like you and I don't like your approach because you're not wrong. I don't like dating. It makes me uncomfortable I feel like I'm expected to perform in some kind of way. I feel like I'm wasting your time. I've been over all of this with you guys countless times on the podcast and my anxieties around dating and how I'm scared I will get there and I won't like you and then I'll have to do the rest of the date, which I've done. I've done a bunch. Like I've been on a bunch of dates where I was like right away, I don't like the guy. And it's been fine. You have a nice conversation, no harm, no foul. But whatever reason, I always forget that and I get this weird anxiety that they're going to like jump on me or something and I'm going to have to kiss them or I'm going to have to reject them. And they're going to fucking hate me. And I'm really scared of men's anger. Not because I have been like, they're going to hurt me, but just, I don't want anyone to like, just, you know, my biggest, not, I guess not my biggest fear, but it's just all kind of encompassed. That's not a word. It's all the umbrella of this could be represented by like, when you reject a guy and he goes, well, you're fucking ugly. I didn't want to date you anyway. Like when they do that kind of like, Worse response I think I grew up in a house And Very much acted this way myself Which was when I get hurt I go I go back at you And I say the meanest thing That's on the tip of my tongue I go for the jugular as my dad used to say And I'm scared someone's going to go for my jugular And be like your jugular looks fat And I'm like well it is Because there's a lot of blood flow to my fucking Smart ass brain you bitch Um, Yeah I'm just like scared They're going to that if, when I don't like them, they're going to say, why did you even think I liked you? I wouldn't even like you. Like the other night, I think I talked to you, I, I think I talked to you guys about it, but like this bachelor, I'm really sorry if I'm repeating myself, but it's, it, I've just been ruminating on it. The, uh, this bat, this ex bachelor guy, this hot guy that I've been like crushing on from afar. I mean, we're not, we're not compatible because we've been texting and stuff. And it's, I don't think there's like a romantic vibe there, but I also just was like, didn't get anything from him. So that's why maybe I was feeling no romantic vibe. If there would have been one there, I would have been like, yes. But like, he just kind of texted me as a friend, which I was like, fine with. But then the other night I went on the, the date, live dating, and he requested to go live. And I was like, oh my God. And I was like, hey, welcome to the show. And he's like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, and Andrew had just been on me about like, you got to ask these guys, like, you got to make it a little sexual. Like, we had just had this, like, kind of pep talk right before I brought this guy on, which he clearly didn't see. And I go, well, so why do you want to date me? And he was like, oh, wait, what? I thought, uh, what, it this is, like, a da- dating show? And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a, you didn't know that? And he's like, no, I just, um, I saw you went live. I just want to say hi. And I was like, um, well, it's, yeah, that's what this is. And so are you single? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, um, well, this is, um, a dating show. So if this isn't a date, he's like, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Good luck. And I was just like, Oh my God, this is just, just be on a date with me. But, um, so I kind of get my feelings hurt when I get, re- I, I'm scared of rejecting. Re- I can't even say the word. I'm scared of my mouth rejecting the word rejection, I'm scared of rejection. And I'm also scared of the, um, response after you reject someone. I also, I mean, this all checks out. I I mean, I've had a friend who rejected someone and then he killed himself. <laughs> like, one, my best friend. So, I mean, that didn't personally happen to me, but there's there's fears there that if I don't like someone, there will be hell to pay. And so, I think that's the reason why I don't put myself out there. But I also think it's also, like, I'm just scared they won't like me. You know, once they get to know me, they'll be like, oh, um, I'm second guessing this. Um... Oh yeah, I talked about the Zach Efron thing yesterday. I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely watch that again tonight. I think my ex-boyfriend's coming over to watch some more um, normal people tonight. Uh, because my parents have been out of town. And Marion, please don't bark. Oh god, what is happening? Not right now, girl. Please. Please. Thank you, Marion. Um, I just put her to sleep. I just suffocated her very, just quickly, not even slowly. Marian, hi, Uh, I'm just pretending like she's alive. She's not, she's dead, no, just kidding. Hi, hey, hey, I think she's getting fat because I haven't walked her enough. Uh, But she doesn't even like walking. She always just like jumps up on me and wants to be carried around. Um, Or maybe she's just super fluffy. I don't mean to call you fat, I didn't mean to say that. People always talk to their dogs the way they talk to themselves. And so, and I don't think I'm fat, so I'm not saying that, but um, I try, I used to always be like, say mean things to her just as a joke. Hello. She wants to get up. I used to always be like, Marion, you're gross. I'm whispering it because I don't want her to hear it, but I used to be like, you're disgusting. Look at you. You're one of God's most disgusting creatures. And I would laugh because if you say it in that tone, like she doesn't know, but the thing is the emotion comes, like they know. If you say mean things, they know. And, and it was me just talking to myself. Hi, baby girl. And so now I only tell her she's beautiful because it's true. I don't even feel that way anymore. I don't think that she's an ugly dog. I think she's so, so pretty. So isn't that nice? Hi. Yes. Yes. I got my hair done today, which obviously so stressful. Um, I wrote the girl that email telling it to tr- her to treat it like a fine, you know, revolutionary war document I wanted her to use, like, put on gloves and act like only seven people in the world had ever touched it before, which is kind of true. Um, my my ex, we were hugging the other night, and he kind of, like, touched my hair, and I was like, g- 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 g. I don't think I can have sex right now, because if someone touched my hair, I'd be like, can you, like, not, like, can you not? And so much of sex is, like, hair, hair, hair. But um, I had some anxiety about the hair thing, because I don't, when people touch it, I freak out. And if it breaks off, like I said, I freak out. And there was some moments in the chair. She was great, by the way. It looks awesome. It's short-er, but not too short. Who cares? You'll see a picture of it eventually, girls. Girls are the only ones who would care about this. I honestly don't care about my hair she was like, send me a picture as soon as it dries. Cause I had to leave with a wet head. And my sister's like, send me like, everyone wants to see a picture. And I'm like, I don't even want to see a picture. Like, I just don't care. I just trust that they are going to do a good job and that it looks good. I'm never like, Oh my hair. I never don't like it. And she was so nervous. She was just like, when I was like, Oh my God, it looks great. She was like, Oh, thank God. I'm like, I could have told you that I was going to be fine with this at the beginning. You I'm so sorry. You were nervous the whole time. She's very nice. She let me get work done. She didn't talk to me the entire time, which. Um, I like talking when I want to talk to a hairdresser, but God, I love when a hairdresser is like cool and doesn't take it personally when I just don't want to talk. So she was very nice to like, let me just sit there in my phone. Um, but yeah, there was a moment where like a piece of my hair fell out or like got ripped out just accidentally from like brushing or whatever, snagged on a clip. And like, generally I'd be like, please watch out. Please don't do that. I mean, it wasn't her fault. Like, it happens literally every time I have my hair done by any single person. She's a casualty of fucking being beautiful. And usually I would freak out, but I was like, just act like you're a girl with a fuck ton of hair. Act like you're one of these bitches. Like, act like you're Salma goddamn Hayek right now. And that if you lose a hair, like, I was about to do a Salma Hayek impression, and then I was like, that might sound racist, um, so I'm not going to. But I was just like, act like Salma. Act like Salma. So yeah, that's what I'm going to do. If you just act like someone who has tons of hair, first of all, you might grow it because your head's like, I guess we do. Or people just might start treating, like you might just stop freaking out. So it really did help. And I recommend it. Act as if, act as if. Um, Yeah, the speed dating, I'm kind of nervous about. Ugh, I don't know. The thing is like, I really do feel like watching the Amy Schumer documentary, which I do recommend it's on HBO max. That's where I found it. I don't know if it's on like regular HBO, but um, it just, it's so good. And her relationship with her husband is like, it's just nice to see like a model of what you want. And it seems really real too. It doesn't seem like it's fake at all or like presenting this happy thing that isn't what it is. It just seemed like normal. And you, I saw the struggle in it of like, like she, she said at one point, she's like, I'm used to being alone. It's hard to be like married. Like it's different and it's hard. And I don't, I, I don't want to be with anyone else, which I don't know that feeling yet, but I can see that I could feel that feeling, but letting go of being alone will be very difficult for me at some point. I really like being alone. My parents have been out of town, like I said, which I didn't reveal until now because they're back in town by the time you're listening to this and no one can come murder me. Um, please don't take that as a challenge. Oh my God. Noah, take this out. If you remember, if you don't, it's okay. But if I do get murdered, the blood is on your hands. Now you have to leave it in. That was too funny. Leave it in. Seriously, leave it in. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I like being alone. My parents are gone and I've missed them. And I like being able, like if I get a place in St. Louis, I do think I want roommates. Like I might, if I get a reality show here, which I'm really trying to do, I'm shooting this thing for it. I do want to like move into a house with Andrew and like living with Andrew this past week was like so fucking easy because we both just like nap a lot. And then if we if we bump heads, what is it called? If we, wait, not bump heads. You knock heads, you button heads. That was it. Butting heads. <sighs> Oh my god, I got like flop sweat from not being able to think of that. Wow. Buttonheads. I just had to text my friend Tim. Because one time he was talking about his his he was managing a band and he was like, Yeah, they're buttonheads right now. And I'm like, They're buttonheads. And he was like, They're butting heads. And I was like, Oh, I thought you were calling, like, I thought that was like oh, the real buttonheads. And then I was like, Oh, that sounds like a Wanda Sykes insult. You old buttonhead. Is that, oh God, is that a Salma Hayek impression again? That was my Salma Hayek, not one to psych. So don't come after me. You old buttonhead. It's pretty good. I think I have to go higher, but I'm also like not committing to it. You know, um. <laughs> so glad we got there. That was really worth it, right? God, I'm sweating so much. Seriously, I think I have ADD um, or ADHD. Someone wrote me about it. And I don't know if I've talked to you guys about this yet, but I truly think I have it. And um, I've been reading; I was been following the subreddit of ADHD women. I think that's the name of it. But ADHD in women presents itself differently than in men. And I've never thought I was ADHD because, like, I just don't have hyperactivity. I mean, I talk real, a lot, and I like my mind thinks fast. But I've never been someone who's like running around the classroom and like annoying the teacher and stuff like that. Like, that's what I associate ADHD with. And ADD, I've never associated that with what I have because I've been able to get good grades. So both those things were like, oh, I I don't have it. And then someone DM'd me that I might have ADHD. And then um, I've been looking at the symptoms because it's different in women. It really presents itself differently in women. And uh, here are some symptoms. So maybe you'll have it. But I don't have all these, but man, it it rings true for a lot of it. So I'm actually going to get tested for it. buy this online quiz. Just kidding. No, I'm actually going to go to a place and get tested. Um, I'm reluctant to get on any AD medication because I don't want to fucking go down that route of, like, being on Adderall or whatever because I just – I don't know, negative connotations with that stuff. And as someone who suffered with, like, really liking when I don't eat and that's not a good thing for me to do, um, Those that stuff – that's why I've never liked Coke or, like, I don't – when I've taken – ritalin or adderall like in college to get through a test i didn't like it because i was like i already don't want to eat i don't need something like making me also not have like the, the thing that gets me to eat is my hunger and if you take that away then i just won't eat like it's not good so anyway that's why i'm like reluctant to get on stuff but i also really it resonates with me a lot of these symptoms okay do you feel overwhelmed in stores at the office or at parties okay in stores yes yes i hate shopping i fucking hate it there's too many things i get overwhelmed i often have to like poop but that's not that doesn't have anything to do with it um i just like there i don't like too many choices at the office i mean i don't know at parties yeah but i'm not like socially like i don't like have a panic attack because of crowds that's not me but i do get worried about fire safety like, and maybe if, like, if there was, like, an emergency and people, like, trample each other. I do get worried about that. Is it impossible for you to shut out sounds and distractions that don't bother others? Um, yes. There are certain – I don't think this is, like – I think a lot of these are a lot of people. And this doesn't necessarily – I'm not trying to get myself a diagnosis. But, yes, I do get annoyed by certain sounds. Um, Andrew chewing. Um, What was he doing the other day that I was – so upset about but I just kept like not my dad drums on everything maybe it's just I don't know like but I also make a ton of noise and my mom sometimes freaks out at my noises so I don't want to be like everyone makes noise and I'm perfect I make noises all the time almost too much next symptom do you make noises oh fuck just kidding that's not it Is time, money, paper, or stuff dominating your life and hampering your ability to achieve your goals? Listen, I am someone who's achieved a lot of goals and that's what makes me think I don't have ADHD, but money, paper, or stuff, you goddamn right. My life is overwhelmed with paper. I have so many papers in front of me right now. I don't even know what any of the shit is. I have so many, I have two paper towels. I have a notebook it has what, like just scribbles on it with nothing on it. I have another, uh, I have an envelope that I've written notes on both sides, but the notes I've never even looked at since I wrote them. And then I have a card from someone sitting from me. So, so much paper. Are you spending your most of your time coping, looking for things catching up or covering up? Do you avoid people because of this? Mm, I don't know about that. Most of my time coping, looking for things catching up. No, I don't relate to that. Have you stopped having people over to your house because you're ashamed of the mess? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Ding, 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 ding. That's why I lived in an apartment that was furnished by a man. So if anyone came over and they were like, I don't like this stuff, I could be like, it's not mine. And if it was a mess, I didn't have anyone over and that's why I had a maid every week. And even when she came, I was still paranoid that even after a half hour of being in my own space, that somehow I had made it dirty enough that if someone came over, they would see something gross that I didn't notice because I'm just naturally gross. And then they would judge me for it forever. And so even then I'd avoid having people over. Do you have trouble bouncing your checkbook? Yeah, because I don't know what that is. And no one does that anymore. Come on, checklist. Get with the times. No one has a goddamn checkbook. But yeah, I don't look at my money at all and I never want to look at it ever, ever, ever. Okay, I'm almost done here. Do you feel like you're always on the end of a deregulated activity spectrum, either a couch potato or a tornado? <laughs> yeah. Yep. But I feel like this is everyone. Okay. Do you feel that you have better ideas than other people but are unable to organize them or act on them? Um. Yes, I have a lot of ideas. A lot of them do get acted on because I smoke weed and I like put them into action before I like th- that's what happens with me with weed and that's what like also I'm just going to talk really fast because I got to finish this. I love them taking the AD, ADHD quiz and I'm going to talk really fast about it. So um something that happens with me is that like also that which led me to look at my ADHD and possibilities of it is that weed for me like makes me focused and makes me get work done and makes me motivated and like that's the opposite effect that it normally has on people. It can and it's classified not as a depressant or uh, a the opposite of depressant, whatever that word is. And I can't come up with it because I'm trying to speak fast, but it's a stimulant. It's neither. And it can be either for different people, but it's a stimulant for me. So that made me think like I rely on weed to like get things done. So a lot of times I have a great idea and I put it into action when I'm high. Cause I'm like, this is fucking good. This is happening in like a manic state. And then all of a sudden that, like, that's how so many of my things in my life have happened. Podcasts. I just one, and I think that's how most things happen. You have an idea and then you start it. Right. Like, but I will just like, meet someone and be like, let's start a podcast. And then I've started a podcast and then it's too late to back out. Like I've said before. Okay. Do you, have you watched others of equal intelligence and education pass you by? No, I don't relate to that, but I feel like I'd never really do reach my full potential. Um, because I get overwhelmed at, with stuff. So as much as I do think I've achieved, I think I could achieve so much more and I always feel like I'm not achieving enough. So maybe, um, Do you start each day determined to get organized and end each day feeling defeated? No, I start defeated, I end defeated. Do you despair of ever fulfilling your potential and meeting your goals? Yes. Have you ever been thought of as selfish because you don't write thank you notes or send birthday cards? No, I don't think anyone thinks of me as selfish, but have I thought of myself as selfish because I don't do those things? You goddamn right you goddamn right. I mean, I have to, I sent a birthday wish to a friend today and it was the last minute. Like I was the last person to send in the video clip. I know. Cause the guy was like, um, can you send it now? But no, I'm bad with thank you notes. I'm really actually embarrassed. Like when I, I am triggered. If I go to Walgreens and I see like a, a, the thank you card section, I'm like, Oh my God, I have so many thank yous to send. I never send any thank yous. I just feel like a bad person. I just, with anyone who just sends thank you cards, I couldn't relate to you less. Same with girls with like necklace, multiple necklaces that they like keep untangled. How the fuck do you do that? Are you clueless as to how others manage to lead consistent regular lives? Yes. Are you called a slob or spacey? Are you passing for normal? Do you feel as if you are an imposter? Are you called a slob? Yes. Are you spacey? Mm, No, but maybe you guys are like, you know you are. Are you passing for normal? Yes, I always feel like I'm passing for normal and I sometimes don't feel like I'm passing. Do you feel as if you are an imposter? yes, 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 yes. Is all your time and energy taken up with coping, staying organized and holding it together with no time for fun or relaxation? Yes, yes. So I'm going to actually go take a real quiz because I just kind of aced that one. I love how in this day and age, we all have to like play our own doctor. Like I am trying so many things. I've seen so many doctors. No one's ever brought this up to me as a possibility. And truly when I was reading the stories of other women with ADHD, I just kind of felt Seen and understood in a way I haven't in a while. But maybe I just want an easy fix and this is not it. But maybe I'm onto something. That's the podcast for today. Watch me speed date tonight. I'm looking forward to it. I hope you're there. Thank you so much for listening. Keep sending your cuz and I will read them aloud. And uh, squirt squirt uh, Jackpot. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.